Good morning, podcast, and welcome to the Piatilan Show. I hope you're having an amazing day. And if not, I hope this episode will make it better. I know those times are really weird and difficult, but today I have an amazing guest that's going to put a smile on your face. His name is Carl Shakur. Carl is a travel adventure photographer that I've been following for quite some time because I've always been impressed in the beautiful tones he has on Instagram. His feed is very consistent and takes you on an eye candy journey. I don't know if you can say that, but that's how I feel when I look at it. So Carl is going to share with us his process, how he thinks about his images, how he approaches keeping tones and keeping themes together, even though he might not be in the perfect location for it. And on top of that, he's going to share his struggles right now as a photographer, because being in lockdown, not being able to travel for a travel photographer is difficult, right? So he'll share with us how he deals with it creatively and what he does to work around it. And last but not least, we're going to talk about his story, how he went from planning all his life around architecture to becoming a photographer and making it into that very difficult world of Instagram and travel photography. I think you will all love that episode. Carl keeps sharing gems for creativity and really pushing our boundaries, our creators when we want something. So please enjoy that episode and let's welcome Carl to the podcast. Welcome to the podcast, Carl. Thank you, man. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's a, it's a huge pleasure to have you. I feel like this is a great time to chat because it's not like we can go anywhere. Yes, we're all stuck at home doing nothing. Everyone at home is doing nothing as well. So let's do nothing together. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I love it. Um, Carl, I kind of found out about your work, I would say maybe a year ago. And don't ask me how, but uh, probably through recommendations of recommendations. And I was like, oh, the one thing that struck me with your work is like how consistent it is when you're going through a theme of colors. Yeah. And that's something that I've never been able to do. So yeah. it's something that I'm always impressed by. Um, can, can you... Before we, we dive into your story, just like get us, give us like, how do you, how do you think about it? Yes. Um, so I found um, like after shooting for a couple of years, like you have, or like a lot of our friends, a lot of our peers have, it's been, it's be, it becomes like a little bit like too easy in a sense. It becomes like clockwork. You know what looks good. You know what looks good. So I like to, I like to place like creative limitations on myself just so that I can find myself struggling a little bit or like hustling harder just to get the photo. And that is when I feel like the photos come out nicer. So the, over the last maybe like three, four months, maybe five months, I've been placing a limitation on what color I shoot. So if I'm shooting, yeah, if I'm shooting blue for that month, I shoot it for 30 days. If I'm shooting blue for that month, even if I'm have the most magical sunrise in front of me, Maybe I'll take it, but I don't. I don't post process it. I don't think about it until the until I'm focusing on yellow. So yeah. I just okay. put myself in the whole blue creative mind space, and that like forces me to like stay consistent. You know. So uh, if you look at my Instagram feed over the last maybe like over like February and March, uh, in the beginning of the year, I focused on blue, and uh, I I shot. I went through my archives, looked for all my best blue photos, and I looked for like curated like curated all the photos together and like started making a blue feed uh and Got then I'll, I'll i'll go through that for not 30 days but 30 posts so however long it takes me to create 30 images on instagram mm -hmm. i'll i'll be in the mind space of blue and then i'll switch to like another tonal palette that'll help me to like you know create uh, just to stay on my toes and to stay creative that's yeah. that's what i do and uh 
basically what I do is I just get reference images from the internet or from like my favorite creators. I compile them into like a collage on Photoshop and I have that by my side every time I'm editing a photo. And I use that oh, to wow. reference that for, for colors. And that's how I create like my tonal palette to be consistent. Yeah. That totally works out. And um, I, I like that you're very truthful in the sense that <laughs> even if you see a beautiful sunrise, you're like, yeah. okay, I'm not going to touch that one. Yeah. Because yeah. That, that's, uh, that's personally my problem. It's like you yeah. go to different locations and yeah, yeah you're, you're in Iceland and maybe you can have cold tones, but suddenly you go to another country and, and, and it doesn't necessarily go through my feet properly. Yeah, Especially yeah. now with the quarantine, I have like indoor photos. I don't know what to do with. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I've, I've actually been struggling with that a lot during this time. Uh, I found like um, what, what has helped me the most is like to, to I'm going to actually send you, I'm going to send you like a video, a short video that I've, I've been working on. Um, it's like 10 seconds or so. I've, I've been like forcing myself to, you know, create stuff that I have here at home. I bought like a fog machine. I bought like lights that I could use here. And that has like been like the catalyst. And obviously I'm stuck in this warm color palette. If I was stuck in like white or gray, it would be easy to create white or gray images at home. Yeah. But I'm, I'm stuck in a warm color palette. So it's been quite the challenge, but it's been interesting to like use it. Like it's, it's been, it's been very oh, fun. I got, I, got, I got the video. Yeah. yeah. That so, is so... Yeah, so I'm basically just trying to make sure that I'm staying true to myself. Yeah. Um, and I think that it's very easy for that to come across to my audience. Like on Instagram, they see that I'm I'm hustling, I'm struggling a little bit. And that is interesting to people. People uh, like receive like satisfaction from, from seeing someone work. Because, you know, with all these influencers and photographers online, it's like, it's very easy. It seems like it's effortless. They're professionals, yeah. you know. So I like to like, yeah, put myself out of my comfort zone and that, that helps me to, you know, get better images in my, in my eye. That's awesome. Well, if people think it's easy, like we're talking about with Sora Lamore, it probably shows that you have some kind of mastery because the moment someone masters something, it looks like it's natural. Yeah. yeah and then you try true. it and you're like, oh, Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Sorel is really good at self-portraits. Oh, that's, yeah. that's another thing as well that I'm. I've started doing it. If you go to my feed, you'll see that every one, two, three, four, five, six, every six images is a yeah. close-up close portrait of myself. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'm not somebody who's uh, comfortable in front of the camera. I don't like being the model, but I, I find like trying to take photos of myself gets me out of my comfort zone. It gets me be creative. Yeah. And yeah, huh. like my true passion is landscape photography and being outside and going on hikes and and like getting the, the classic banger photo. But I found that by hustling and trying to, you know, make photos of myself, I get myself out of my comfort zone. And that also helps me to like make something that is authentic and like true. That's awesome because I, I think anyone thinking about self-portrait is always asking themselves. I mean, if you get to a feed and you see a lot of photos of a person, you're like either thinking, well, why do they do it? Is it because they're like, all about themselves influencer style or is it because like they just love their face or are they trying to show something or are they just trying to document you know like different yeah. steps in life or are they trying to get out of their comfort zone <laughs> yeah 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 so obviously uh, using like using photos of yourself is like helps to build your brand helps to get your content your audience Definitely. like very well like acquainted with your personality and your like what you like mm -hmm. the, what you look like 
Um, but like, especially for people like us who are landscape photographers and like city yeah. photographers who like to capture our environment, uh, I feel like it helps a lot to like force yourself yeah. to make those images and also to make them good enough that they're entertaining enough for your landscape audience. Because the mm -hmm. landscape people have a higher standard like, you know, better be shooting in F11. It better be, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So they have has to, it has like, to be the, the storm of the century. Exactly. <laughs> mixed with a rainbow and, yeah, the and the sunshine. Yeah. 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 So it's been very interesting to kind of like, uh, like, you know, hustle with those over the last couple of months. That's what's really pushing me uh, that I'm enjoying right now. That's dope. How did you get into that world of, uh, of photography? Like, how did, what's your cartoon zero level yeah. origin story? Uh, um, so I'm, I was originally from, I'm originally from, I'm Nigerian. So I'm, I was an international student. No way. Yeah. Yeah. So I have, uh, dude, I lived in Nigeria. Just no way. What city? Yeah, yeah. What? <laughs> I, I lived in Port Harcourt for six oh, no months way. and then in Lagos for a year. Your folks are working with oil or something? Yeah. I used to uh, be an engineer and the uh, <gasps> company was like laying pipelines and cables offshore. So I had to be sent out there. Yeah. So I, um, grew up in Nigeria Uh, did secondary school, my, my high school in Nigeria, and then I came to the U.S. for college. I'm actually a dual citizen. I'm, I mm. have a Nigerian passport and an American passport. So um, nice. when, I came, when I came to the U.S., I was like looking for ways to keep in touch with my, my peers that I graduated with, that who, mm -hmm. people have gone to school in Budapest, in Hungary, in London, in New York, in L.A. And, you know, there's no way for me to keep in touch with them. That's when Instagram was exploding at the time. So I hopped on Instagram. And I was just looking for ways to document my process, my growth, my progress as, a, as an adult and fell into like the whole Instagram thing. And then um, on a, one of my trips or my family trips in the middle of the summer, my, my parents had a camera. I just like gravitated towards the camera and started using it and completely fell in love with it that summer. Really? Nice. And then made the mistake of going through some hashtags and found the awesome community on Instagram and immediately I was hooked. I was like, oh my goodness, I have to like make all these friends. I need to grow my accounts. And yeah, and that's kind of like um, what like brought me into photography as a whole. Yeah. That's, that's awesome how like Instagram was able to inspire yeah. um, and create that. Yeah. That's, that's so cool. Where was like that tri first trip? Uh, it was like, it was just a summer trip with family. It was just like, we were in South Padre Island, you know, visiting some some family members and going to the beach daily and i was like ah oh, this is fun took a camera and just started documenting our family's travels and then nice before you know it boom it was like um i think i think a lot of people are averse to saying that instagram is like their main driving creative driving force or so it's like what helped them start because there's like a little bit of stigma to being an insta photographer <laughs> yeah. yeah but but i think because we're we're living in such like a very like unique time Like, uh, not everyone has the opportunity to, like, be in such a tightly knit community. I don't think, yeah. like, like photographers were ever this, like, knit, tightly knit before. Like, in mm -hmm. the 80s or in the 90s, obviously, you have your photography friends. But I don't think we had a community of over, like, 1,000 to 2,000 people who are very, very passionate about photography. Sure. Who are, like, you know, just, like, the comment away, a message away. It's very interesting. So, uh, I, I'm very happy saying that it was Instagram that that definitely pushed me down that line. Yeah, I feel like Instagram has played a, a big role. And even like, I mean, there was Flickr before, 500 yeah. was a thing yeah, at yeah. one point. That's true. That's true. But I, I still see it as 
a big shift with Instagram where it would inspire people to try a different kind of photography because it was easier to see what was beautiful. Exactly. And and it, I, I mean, I, I will never ever pretend that I was never inspired by Instagram because yeah, that would yeah. be that's yeah. such a great platform. You want yeah. inspiration? There are yeah. like tons of very good people. It's it's so mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. Where, where did you grow up in Nigeria? Was it Lagos? So I grew up in Abuja, is the federal capital. Oh, territory. Abuja. Yeah. yeah, but I went to school in in Kwara in like the northeast northwest of the country. Uh, yeah. So uh, like a lot of my like formational years, a lot of my like growing up years was done like far away from home in boarding school. So half of, okay. half of honestly like a very unique background that I'm looking for ways to tell the story, maybe doing like a little, like a little mini doc going back home yeah. to Nigeria and then like, you know, photographing it, videoing it and like telling that story. Um, super excited. I, I just, I don't think a lot of people have the same like background as, as me. It's, it's a little unique in that sense. Uh, uh, I just, I just hope that I, I think the mistake that I made last year is I was, I wanted to visit this country, this Algeria, I wanted to visit Algeria and do like a photography trip. And I sent my Nigerian passport to the embassy <laughs> and <laughs> they just, they just never got back to me. So it's still, it's still in limbo somewhere in, in the Algerian no. embassy in New York. Yep. 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 This is maybe almost a year ago or so. They I never sent it back. That's crazy. No, they never sent it back. So I need to retrieve that i need to either go to new york or like they want obviously now now that i have the time i'm at home i, yeah. I can't i can't really do anything about it because of They're all close. the travel restrictions and the uh, covid19 and all that that's crazy um yeah i i definitely i love your idea of going back to nigeria because that's a place that really um uh, had a huge impact i had lexi on the podcast we talked about it because she traveled everywhere oh, yeah. and we talked about central africa and Nigeria had a big impact on my life just because it was very eye-opening experience to yeah. real world, I will yeah. say, and not yeah. just like my my world. Okay, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> let's just yeah. put it that way. And yeah. I definitely want to go back. There's such a yeah. there's such a good energy in Nigeria. Yeah. I don't know, colorful. It, yeah, very very colorful. I think I think it's like one of the happiest. Like people are so like vibrant and full of life. Like if you decided to do like a like a like a street photography trip in yeah. like in like Mulue or something like something in Lagos like the markets it'd be so vibrant and so colorful dude yeah, i, I want to have back to, yeah i have to do i have to do that definitely we, we should go on a on a trip to nigeria i'll take Absolutely. you to the surfers uh, beaches of uh, lagos ooh, ooh. there's like this really cool uh, local who we used to go and surf and like spend the weekend in his in his like lily like four tiny walls on the beach yeah. and um and we used to to spend the weekend there with him and since then like the bbc and stuff has done like tiny documentaries around it because he was really the only nigerian surfing like there would be expats who would go and surf and then there yeah. was this one nigerian guy because it's not Aye. in the culture you know yeah and, yeah, and yeah. he was ripping it it was awesome to see oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's sweet yeah that that's cool so was photography like what was when did you get your first t- toe into like the business side when did you like switch to i'm gonna um, do it as a pro yeah so i think it was it was in i think it was the summer of 2016 or so i was so i'm i'm professionally i'm trained as an architect i have a master's in architecture and no way. Uh, yeah like I, chelsea I was, yeah yeah chelsea <laughs> chelsea did a yeah she did a, a couple of years. I, I um, so I was in. I was doing some summer school 
in uh, in in Kansas State University and just looking for ways to keep myself busy, scrolling through Instagram, and I came across these guys and they were on a trip to. I can't remember where they're on a trip to. And I was like, how do they have the money to do this? Like, <laughs> how are they, how are they doing this? And after like going through every single post and seeing like all the hashtag ads they were doing, I was like, this seems like a very like viable business venture. I, that day I decided I'm going, this is going to be my job. It's like, I want to travel for money. So I decided yeah. something like, I think summer of 2016 to make sure that I'm doing my best to continue to build my audience and to build my skills so that, I would hopefully um, one day be able to pivot from being a professional architect to like a photographer. And then by the time, like over the next like four or three years, by the time that I graduated, I, I was I was like, I had a more of a firm footing and I was able mm-hmm. to like step out into the industry. So I only worked about like half a year as a, a photographer, like as, a, as an architect, you know, in the industry, which is very interesting. Yeah. And then you're like, see you guys. Yeah. <laughs> I'm out. Doing this photo <laughs> thing. I'm back. I'm going to go back and get some bangers. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. What was your first trip? Uh, your mo- yeah, your like kind of first memorable trip. Yeah, formative trip. trip. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, because I was, uh, because I was like, I had such a stringent and like very intensive schedule in architecture school, I I had to, I couldn't necessarily do trips as frequently as I wanted to. So what I would do is I'd take about two trips a month. And I would travel from Kansas, which is for anyone who is not really aware of the photography, of the geography, Kansas is in the middle of the country. And in order for you to get to like any mountains or any like, you know, salt flats or anything interesting to photograph, you have to travel at least 12 hours westward in order to get to wow. Colorado or to get to Arizona. So about two times a month, I would travel from my school on Friday, immediately at 5.30 p.m. after class, my stuff is already packed, boom, hop in the car, drive all the way to boulder colorado where i had one of my close friends oh. at the time ty we would get get in the car together and then drive into the mountains i would shoot all weekend finish around like sunday at like 1 a.m or like sunday at like maybe like midday and immediately start driving 12 hours back to kansas and get 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 to campus just in time for class on monday and just boom go into class and just like hustle so i went to maybe wyoming colorado utah arizona like the Grand Canyon, Rocky Mountain National Park, that that whole like, you know, Rocky Mountain range. And that's kind of like what was like the more formative like photography years for me. That's what like got me into photography, like to into landscapes a lot. Yeah, that, that's that's pretty. I, I admire the hustle, like because driving 12 hours is <laughs> a lot of thinking time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I try. I tried. I tried doing it. A couple of a couple of months ago, so I was moving from I had all my stuff in storage, and I was moving here to Atlanta, and I couldn't even do like a seven hour stretch. I don't know what kind of energy I had when I was that was only like two years, three years ago when I was like twenty four, twenty three. Yeah, I was just like I was just so intent on getting those photos because you kind of like get addicted to the feeling of like having new stuff mm-hmm. to creatively pour your mind into and to edit yeah. and to post process. I just needed new stuff to like. To, to build so that was like the fuel that like forced me and they got me out there yeah. that's that's makes that makes total sense it's um and i'm sure after the, the that quarantine thing is over you'd be ready to do, <laughs> drive 30 hours <laughs> just get me somewhere <laughs> yeah I, it's been it's been very interesting because because i just moved to the city here in atlanta i don't i don't know anyone i don't i don't have any family members mm-hmm. nearby i don't like i don't know 
I don't know anyone in the city. So I've been alone for about 30 days by myself, no roommates. I have like a big house to myself, no roommates, nothing, nothing for 30 days, 30 days. Yeah. And I like, I, 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 I see it as my responsibility to like promote like responsible behavior. So I, like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't like to be out there photographing in the landscape uh, because yeah, I need to like show people that we have a responsibility to sit at home. So this, all this stuff can end so we can go outside and have beers with our friends and party and go to concerts again. So I'm, I'm taking it really personally to, to stay at home and, you know, to do my part as a responsible you know, photographer and like uh, someone with an audience. Uh, I feel exactly the same way right now. Nothing prevents me from going out in the street and start shooting. Like nothing nothing except my moral consciousness, obviously. But even if I were just to go to a grocery store, I I, I know I can shoot and it's cool to shoot because you document what's happening. Um, But I don't see myself sharing that just because some people will take it as, Oh, impunity. We can, everyone can go out. He does yeah. it. Everyone should yeah. go out. But yeah. you don't have the context when you're looking at a post or when you're looking at, at a true. video. You don't yeah. have context to, I'm home. I need food. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to the store. I have yeah. my camera and then yeah. I come back, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's true. I, I, I respect that, man. Like, uh, have, you, have you thought of like, um, how are you handling the 30 days? Like, I mean, it might be more, but yeah. what, what was your like mind like? Yeah. To be honest, like um, I only get on Instagram and get on YouTube when I'm feeling like inspired and like energetic creatively. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I just want to say like a lot, like a lot of people I'm going through, like very depressive and anxious, like bouts, like yeah. it goes up and down so frequently. Like one day I'm feeling energized. I'm like, yes, let's make three YouTube videos. I shoot all the photos at home, get the fog machine cranking. And and then like the next day, I, I just don't have the energy. I just lay in my bed all day. Like my house is a <laughs> mess, like so many dishes in the sink. Uh, and then I just have to like pick myself up and start working out again, being active and uh, it's, it's, it's just going up and down for me. Uh, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's easy as a, someone who, um, whose, whose job is to show themselves having fun, enjoying themselves. It's easy to get stuck in that loop of like, everyone else is having fun. I'm the yeah. only one who isn't dealing with this properly. I'm the only one who isn't dealing with this well, but in actuality, the truth is like, for example, day before yesterday was a really bad day for me. It was like, ah, I just didn't have the energy to to do what I'm to do my job to create YouTube videos to create Instagram images I just didn't have the motivation because I'm I was feeling lonely I was feeling you know not really creatively charged and uh, I just like remind myself speak to family speak to friends remind myself that this whole thing is temporary and then mm-hmm. about two days it clears up and I, I feel energetic today is one of those days where I feel energetic luckily so I worked <laughs> out good. this morning showered brushed my teeth uh, cooked myself breakfast but it doesn't really happen that way every single day if i'm being honest you know i see i see it's um it's an interesting time a lot of uh, time being with ourselves i i will say i'm in the lucky position where i do have my my wife and a kid and just with with a kid it's you you have zero downtime yeah that's true that's true dude i'm striving i'm I'm really like looking for some downtime yeah um but it's it's good how how you share that it's actually not easy every day because yeah. I think a lot of people see us 
or anyone, you know, like yeah. you post on your good day, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You don't, you're not really sharing the days. Like if I'm doing a, like a little room tour, if I'm showing my workout on my Instagram story, that's the day when I feel the most creatively charged. And I feel like access yeah. to like all my faculties, but like sometimes like my house is a mess, like so many dishes in the sink and I, I'm not really feeling the, the energy, which is, I think yeah. it's important. I, I want to be able to com convey to the audience that, Like everyone is also having a tough time in this like in this period as well, especially people like us who are who get their creative their creativity from being outside a lot. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. it's okay to feel, man, I don't I don't really have the energy, I don't really have the you know the motivation to do all that. It's 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 fine to feel that way at this time, which is good. Have you thought of um Oh, can you, can you try something maybe uh, next time you you you're on the like one of those like slumpy day? Yeah. Can you like just time lapse it? Just like put a camera in a corner and you literally time lapse the 12 hours of the yeah. daytime. Ah, that's a good idea. It's yeah. like, here's what my real life looks like. Yeah, yeah, that's that's actually, <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to write that note down. Yeah, just because it's like very good for people to know that like the people that they look up to, the people that they admire is like work ethic, for example. Everyone is always thinking that we're always working on interesting projects and yeah. you know, <laughs> all this stuff. When, you know, sometimes I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to write that down. Yeah, that's very... Very valid, yeah. Oh, this guy spends a lot of time on his couch doing nothing. <laughs> <laughs> But in actuality, that's the that's the truth. Some on, on some days, you know, on some days. Yeah. Like we're we're all human. We are all not like we. I, especially people who who've like made the effort to create and build audiences. Those kind of mm -hmm. people are very charged and like want to be the best versions of themselves. But like, yeah, obviously, like we all fall short to the. To the effect of our environment and this this coronavirus environment has been a very strong environment over the last couple of weeks yeah. it's uh it's affecting especially like anyone in travel outdoors right yeah. now that that is not living in the outdoor because yeah. some I, i will say like some people have the not luxury but they had the opportunity to to be living yeah. by those places so they can yeah. still access them but for yeah, yeah. for us struck in cities uh, yeah yeah <laughs> it's a little it's a little harder yeah like i i was speaking with uh, chelsea a couple of weeks ago and she was like she's she feels so blessed to be like hawaii based and yeah. like on the on the, one of the most beautiful islands in the world and that the back her backyard is like these beautiful like green mountains uh you know which is which is very very lucky for her very happy for her you know i yeah. I, i i also wish i was like stuck in You know, like in the mountainous desert somewhere like more more creatively charging you know rather than like being in a city and the only thing i can go to is go to target nearby to get some bagels or whatever but you know we're, we're making are still alive outside yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I, i yeah i i see what you mean um i think she she said that in a few stories also she was talking and she's like i'm very lucky i told my wife What beginning of March? I'm like maybe we should move to Hawaii or Tahiti or Morea because I mean I'm I'm a French citizen so yeah. and she's American. We, I can literally yeah. spend a, two years in Morea yeah. if I want. Uh, and I was like would be good there because I mean it's different environment and and she's working from home now because no companies open. Yeah. And I was like oh it would have been cool right <laughs> now but, yeah. but but you don't know how it's gonna go down yeah, and then by the time true. it happens you're like yeah it's too late all right yeah. then you don't want to go and bring any infection to an island yeah. either that is true uh, that is true yeah so, so we're just like you, we're just waiting me. and like crossing our fingers and seeing like 
when it's going to end. You have to just like in your mind, like be convinced that I'm ready to go to August. If it's August, <laughs> I'm ready to go to August. And then hopefully before then it cancels and we're able to get outside, you know? Yeah. So you, you were saying something, how do I do what? Yeah. How do, how do you, um, uh, I was, I was going to like shift the question on like creatively, how, what's your, what's your process? Um, let's say there was no coronavirus thing and you were like yeah. going on a trip yeah. in two weeks mm -hmm. and what would you be doing creatively or what would be your creative process? Would you be mapping out like shots? Uh, I'm super interested to know if you're someone who maps everything out yeah. or you just show up. So I'm, I have, I have a very, let me see if I can pull up my, I have a, a list of terms that I always look up like my travel research terms and it's going to take me a while to pull it up here. Let's see. It'll be in my miscellaneous notes. And I'll, I'll have a, a series of words that I search for a location. For example, mm -hmm. if I'm going to, let's say I'm going to Cambodia, I would mm -hmm. search Cambodia National Park, Cambodia where to go, Cambodia, Cambodia what to see, Cambodia travel guide, Cambodia road trip, Cambodia cave, mm -hmm. Cambodia arch, Cambodia treehouse, Cambodia sand dunes, Cambodia, Cambodia cabin, Cambodia waterfalls, valley, canyon, church, mountain, desert, observatory deck, hike, lake, swimming hole, rock, cliff, lighthouse, beach, scenic drive, photography spots, photo spots, beautiful destinations, places, Cambodia scenic drives, Cambodia scenic highways, Cambodia sinkhole, gorge, geyser, hot spring, sunrise, sunset, abandoned, rope swing, blowhole, shipwreck, cenote, sand. I have all these terms that I would I hope you guys up. took notes. <laughs> <laughs> I'd open up all my tabs and like go through Google images and see any single place that I think would like be of value to me to create. Just mm -hmm. just because I, I, I want to make sure that I'm making the most out of all my trips, you know? So after That's creating all those After finding all the destinations, usually to be about 20 destinations with uh, maybe like two or three out of the way, I would then plot them according to day, how I want to do them. So I'd have like my sunrise and sunset plan for each day. And I, I wouldn't, I won't be stringent to it. I'll be a little bit flexible and like see how the trip is going and like modify the, the trip to make sure that I'm, I'm also like, you know, getting good rest and good food and good sleep over the course of the trip. I, that's usually the toughest part for me. And then I, I just try and get to the location, get the regular banger. Like it takes usually like five minutes to get the, you know, the regular shot, the shot that you've seen mm -hmm. on the internet before. And then I sit back and I like brainstorm and think, how can I make this a little different? Usually I have some saved images on Pinterest of like poses that I saw that were really interesting or like water splash ideas that I thought were creative. And I try to put my own spin on it. So I'm not, I'm not someone who's ashamed of, like referencing other creators or referencing other photographers or, or painters, for example, um, um, for, for, you know, dynamic ideas. Cause that, that mm -hmm. helps me with like being original in itself. The, the more you're able to see what other people make and like try and make it different in your own style. I think that gets, that gets, that gets me going. So I have a whole folder on my iPhone as well for like poses and like location And I go through those posts like when I'm on when I'm on location and I want to create something interesting, I'll go through. It's not loading. I'll go through my uh, my phone and see what kind of uh, ideas that I have. Usually, mm -hmm. it's from like different, like very interesting, like figure painters on 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 Instagram who have these paintings that have very interesting uh, poses. For example, if you guys oh. don't know, I'm, I'm I'm scrolling through like my my pose folder, and then this would Got help it. me to like think of ideas of how I can integrate different, you know, uh, yeah. 
elements that I've brought from different photos and different paintings, different ideas, and like bring them into my my own concept. And then remember that all that is also working under the roof of the color limitation. So I would all be creating, (laughs) it's all green images. If I'm in somewhere, if I'm going to somewhere for like a certain color, I'd be working under the limitation of whatever color that I'm working on at the moment, which is just like all these limitations, I think make make my work more fulfilling when I know that I'm I'm able to get something that Mm -hmm. I'm happy about, you know? Yeah. That's, that's, I think that's what, that's my, that's my creative flow. That, that's awesome to to hear how you're like approaching it uh thinking has there been like a tool in particular that helps you for the research or is it like google image pinterest and instagram or is there it's something google else? so it's like the saving tool on instagram i think is what so i have different mm. folders i have a, a folder for poses i have a folder for uh atmosphere i have a folder for locations and like that helps me like to kind of like categorize my creative ideas into different buckets so that if I'm feeling for today, if I'm feeling like making something more dynamic or more agile, then I'll mm-hmm. go through my, those images on, on the post folder and that'll help me kind of like draw my attention into a certain direction, which is good. That's, that's really cool. I remember for, so for anyone listening, um, definitely highly recommend what you're saying, like having a folder on your yeah. phone with like photos you can always go back to if you're like dry yes, on inspiration yes, exactly. or you're like, oh, I felt bored. Okay, like even just pick one, try to recreate it. And um, I, I used to do that a lot with my clients, especially in the like portrait world where yeah, it, was, yeah. it was like portrait engagement, all that yeah. and like just happy couples. But the, the problem is I would get bored very quickly. You know, it's like yeah, old hands, yeah. like kids. <laughs> Um, all right look over his shoulder look there look there and which was cool but so i would do like 80 90 percent of that and then 10 percent i would pull up my phone and be like okay let's try something guys let's try this yeah (laughs) so yeah even like i there's there's one time i was going through like uh an illustration book and i i'll I'll see like anything from a magazine to like anything that i think is cool that i think that i can try later on i i i i use the opportunity to like take you know Anything from like little children's 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 books that I see like a char- character is looking goofy, like the pose is interesting. You just take the photo and then save it into a certain folder. And if you're ever if you're, if you're feeling like, ah man, I don't know, I don't know what to do today. I've gotten all the basic shots, and then you just pull up that folder and it helps to like diversify your ideas a little bit, which is very. Yeah, I think it's one of the saving graces when it comes to like helping me through creative blocks. That's, that's great. Great, great advice for anyone out there. Have you started doing um, also the videos when you're traveling or is it mainly um, like, re- I mean, maybe you started while they started. So yeah. walk us through that. Yeah. So I, I just I just started uh, really diving into video around like December. I have mm-hmm. uh, I, I only just began like figuring out like my my creative flow for video as soon as this whole virus thing hit. But usually what I do is I I, I'd have like some tutorial ideas um, yeah. for for like a destination. What I think that people are interested in learning from that destination. Maybe if I go to Iceland, how I'm able to shoot in a glacier, or how I'm able to get more dynamic, like snow portraits, that kind of thing. And then I have those tutorials, or maybe like what I'm using to go on hikes, the kind of gear that I'm using to go on hikes. And then I'll have mm-hmm. for myself and for like my own creative journey, I'd have like one cinematic piece that I decide to make from from the destination. So I'm, I'm currently cooking up a, an edit from Iceland, uh, from yeah, my travels in Iceland from yeah. over the last couple of uh, weeks. So after, after I'm done delivering the audience with that valuable, like learning information, I also like try and 
entertain them with like more cinematic pieces, which I think it, it helps me to like, you know, keep my feet, you know, up, keep my energy, you know, keep me inspired for the kind of video. So it's not, it's not just a money grab, you know, just for views as well, but also uh, something that can, you know, keep my creativity up as well. That's, that's, that's awesome. Keep, keep an, I'll give you, no one asked for it, but I'll give you my two cents. Uh, keep, keep it and keep doing that part, like uh, doing that cinematic or whatever, because it gets, I mean, for me, and that's, that's just my drone, but it, it gets very quickly where we push those aside and focus on, on the rest, on, on tutorials or whatever, where you kind yeah. of guarantee that first it's going to help people, but it's also going to uh, generate more views or, you know, there's going to be more interest, you know? Yeah. And um, uh, which means also sometimes more growth, but those projects, like, I think are super essential. I, yeah. yeah. It's uh, so th that's yeah. good. You're you're on you're on that one. <laughs> yeah. What's um, what's your gear like? I'm super curious. Yeah, so I'm I'm one of those Canon fanboys. I'm addicted to Canon stuff. Ooh, know, there we yeah. go. Let's get it. <laughs> <laughs> so I know I know a lot of the people are. Everyone's a Sony guy. Is a mirrorless guy nowadays. And uh, yeah. I just I hedged my bet in Canon because I just like uh, you know as everyone says the color science and but also I think the most like important factor to me is the ergonomics of like a canon body when you mm -hmm. when you hold it it just feels like like an extension of my arm having shot with them for so long it feels like like very comfortable you know and yeah. just having something that i hold very often in my hand that's important for me to have that that form factor so i i've i've, I've invested like so much money in canon lenses but luckily It's about to pay off, you know. There's rumors on the R5, not rumors, but like confirmations on the R5, which is like has some of the most insane specs on a mirrorless body. So I'm I'm interested. I'm I'm interested to like switch over to that. But for right now, I shoot with a Canon 5D Mark IV, and I have my second shooter is a 6D, just in case I want to do a time lapse or have someone shoot something on the side. I shoot with a 17 to 35 2.8. Uh, L lens, Canon, and then 28 to 70, 2.8, and then a 70 to 200, 2.8. Then I have a 100 to 400 with a two times converter in case I need to go all the way to 1,600. And then I have a uh, 800 to 2,600 lens, which is a very cheap $200 lens. That, yeah, yeah, what? <laughs> yeah, that I bought on. I bought it on Amazon, and I use that to photograph like eclipses or the sun or the moon. You know something that, that I need to zoom into very far away. And that's kind of like the, the gear. And then I use my Mavic. I have, a, I prefer the Mavic zoom. I have the Mavic zoom and the pro as well, mm. but, uh, but I prefer the telephoto look on the zoom. So I use the zoom more often than I use the pro. Oh, that's good. So when you travel, do you take everything or do you have like everything? What? Everything. Everything. Oh. everything. No, no, no. I usually leave the, depending on the trip, I'll leave the 100 to 400 behind. Yeah. Uh, but I don't, I don't leave, I don't take the telescopic lens. I leave that here only if I'm going on a trip specifically to photograph like an eclipse or a moon, yeah. then I bring that along. And then I'll, I'll, so I'll take the, uh, 15 to 35, um, 7, 15, 16 to 35. <laughs> I'll take the 16 to 35, 28 to 70 and the 70 to 200, as well as one body. I'll take the 5d, uh, and then I'll, and I'll put that in my, in my hand luggage. I never check in my camera gear ever. Ever. Guys, ever. Never, 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 never. Give an arm if you have to keep it on yourself. And yeah, sometimes I'll if I if I need the if I'm curious if I'll need the 100 to 400, then I'll put that in the in the suitcase. But my body and my lenses, my main lenses only always stay on my body because I'm 
Yeah. I'm not I'm not really comfortable like letting it go. I know like many many airlines actually offer a lot of discounts for checking in like camera gear if you have the credentials, you know. They offer like very great prices for for you know people who are in the media industry. Uh, but I I just can't see myself <laughs> parting because if you if you pull up to a job or if you pull up to a trip and and you want to like start photographing and then whoop you're sorry your camera's in Timbuktu we left it in Norway what are you gonna do <laughs> you know yeah, yeah no so. it's that would be the worst I'm, yeah. I'm the same way I'm like all memory cards every hard drive is in yeah. my pocket like do not <laughs> do not touch anything that yeah. has yeah. the, the jobs but on it's it. very interesting sometimes depending on the airline they weigh they weigh the luggage so they weigh your back so if you if it's ever in my backpack i always put my back straight up and act like it's light you know and hope that they don't weigh it. if they do weigh it and they're like so intent on on checking it in i always agree and have them tag it they tell me to put it at the bottom of the jet bridge and i take off the tag and i, I board it i never ever check it in because no, there's so, so many yeah. bad stories about checking yeah. it back yeah. what's your what's your camera bag um so I've been bouncing between a couple. I, I usually take two two bags on trips. I'll take mm-hmm. the there's a new Shimoda bag that is very, very good for hiking. Yeah. I'll take the Shimoda bag with, with the interior compartment and then I'll also take the uh the douche bag. I can't remember the name. I, I have I need to pull it up. It's a it's a the backpack pro, the backpack pro by douchebag. Uh, I'll mm-hmm. take that as well. And then that both of them paired together depending on what if i need to go on a big hike i'll, I'll bust out the uh the shimoda backpack from my suitcase and i'll put my camera unit inside that and then i'll use that because it has excellent waist support and all that but if i need to like slink around the city or mm-hmm. if i want to look a little more casual and not as you know adventure then i'll bring out the douchebag which has a, a slightly more like stylish form factor so depending on whatever i'm doing i usually have those two bags on on my person in my suitcase or you know So if I'm going to, for example, if I'm going to New York City, then I'd rely more on the douchebag. But if I'm going to, say, Patagonia, somewhere that is hiking intensive, then I'd definitely bring out the Shimoda. That, that makes me think of something because, well, I'm my, my backpack's the same. Um, something I, I really don't like to compromise is on waist support and, and just yes. like support in general because yeah. it just gets so heavy and I'm like... Yeah. Yeah. Why do I have to yeah. look good and yeah. ruin my back? <laughs> that is true. That is true. Yeah. So, uh, but the, the thing as well is that sometimes I just want to go to a coffee shop. And if I'm in a city like Barcelona, I don't want to take too much gear because, yeah. you know, the, the people like this, this guys on the streets, depending on what city you are, they have say, very, it's very, super sketchy. It's like very light hands. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So I'll just take, if I'm taking like one body and one lens out, then I, I want to have like a more slim, like, mm-hmm. I can run and gun, you know, so I'll take the smaller backpack. I'll leave my stuff locked up in my, in the, in the closet or in the hostel that I'm, I'm at and that kind of stuff. Uh, so yeah, I like to switch between two because it's just like a lot more versatile, even though like that waist support, it's, it's, it's hard to beat that, that waist support, you know? I know there is a reason that <laughs> yeah. I'm in cities with like a adventure backpack <laughs> for, for a long time until I got something that looked a little bit, uh, yeah. more like normal. Yeah. Um, yeah. but yeah, people would be like, oh yeah, you look like you're going on an adventure <laughs> in Chicago. <laughs> with, I have a, a green, a, like green fluo, a jacket with a fluo kind of orange, uh, backpack from F-stop. And, yeah. and it looks like I'm going to hike some kind of, <laughs> of mountain in the snow. And I'm just like downtown. Where are you going? Oh, just to a coffee shop. <laughs> yeah. 
So that's good. How do you? So that's something that struck me with your with your work. Also, is that you always look super stylish in your photos. Yeah. So do you so hike in that stylish outwear, um, or do you bring it? Um. So I've I've been. I, I think I you recently made that transition to like. Um, I'm I'm generally not like a stylish guy. I like okay. to I like to dress that way if I've made if I've done my research beforehand. But I would. Uh, I'd have like two, three ideas for an outfit in my head just to, okay. yeah. And then I'll, I'll, I'll shop for those. I'd like create those looks in my head beforehand, mm -hmm. buy them and put them in my suitcase. And then, uh, okay. and then I'd have them in my backpack or, you know, for, for certain, if, if uh, for example, if in, for in Iceland, a couple of weeks ago, we, we didn't really didn't go on like any tough hikes. So I could mm -hmm. easily dress up in whatever outfits I wanted to, you know, photograph or, you know, look good in. And then I, it'd, it'd be easy. But for, for trips that I'm doing really hard, difficult hikes, like in, let's say Namibia, some other tough uh, locations, I, I'd, I'd like to dress in like a lot more like breathable, like hikeable outfits. Mm -hmm. And then hopefully I, I'd be able to style them with just like different accessories, maybe in like a nice hiking hat or like, a nice scarf and then I, I pair those together with whatever easy hiking outfit I have usually all it takes to, to make like a really cool like image is maybe just a nice jacket or you know a single a single piece of like clothing and that that could usually um, transform the image usually like it all it takes is like for example in Iceland I just wore a turtleneck and you know it, it suits so well with the uh that's the one that struck the me That's yeah. the one that I was just yeah. checking again because I remember that's the one yeah. that struck me uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, in Iceland. Was like I was like, who's so stylish going hiking in ice caves? Yeah, it's just it's just a it's turtleneck, and then I just like I, I, sometimes I have these ideas that like stick in my head and I can't get them out. For example, I had I wanted these this shot of myself. There's the, these black rocks in Iceland, and they uh, let me see if I can send this to you. Oh, I think I have it right under my eyes. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, I'll link it below, guys, so you can you can look at it. Yeah. But it's, it's like Carl dressed in white on the complete black Complete white, and then the the rocks behind. There's like a series of like like square rocks. You know, these like protrusions in Iceland. And I just thought it would be very very striking if you could have a a figure in like complete white from head to toe, mm. and it just like stuck in my mind before I even went on the trip. And I was like, I have to get this way. So I went on Amazon and looked for like a painter's like overall. I bought it and then I just paired it with like a white like turtleneck and I I uh, I posed in front of the uh, the rocks and I feel like the, it's very striking the way the image looks like at the end of the day. So that's that's another like idea. I usually think about some of these ideas before I get to location because I can't like get them out of my head. You know? Yeah, that's a that's a good way. That's a that's a great way actually. I. I always struggle between looking at images and not looking before getting to a place because yeah. part of me is like I want to keep the I want to keep a fresh eye. Yeah. And part yeah. of me is like I need to I don't yeah. I don't want to waste my time. Yeah. So so <laughs> I, as someone who who like has the business I think it's you have, you owe it to yourself to be able to get those bangers. So what I usually do is if I, if I have a series of images that I know that for sure these images are going to like perform very nicely on the internet who are, if I want to sell some prints and a lot of my clients are going to want to buy it, I, I spend the first 10 minutes of the shoot just mm -hmm. going through the images, snapping those, snapping those. And I know that I've gotten those so I can relax in my head. And then I start thinking of other ways 
to like inject my personality and my style into the photographs. I think that's that's uh, an interesting way to go about the the whole travel photography thing because it's also because it's so popular. Travel photography is so popular. People have been, if you look up Bali photography, you're going to see every single angle of the same waterfall, you know, and it's going to be hard to get something unique. So you might as well just photograph those things, get them out of the way, get your creative mind like checked and ticked off those, those subjects. And then you start forcing your mind to like relax and come up with some other ideas that can hopefully get you something like unique that someone else hasn't done before. That's good. That's really good. Have you explored a little bit other islands in Indonesia? Yes. Uh, actually, one of my, I think my most favorite place in the world is Java. Like the one right beside it on the, on the yeah. east of Bali. It's just like, it's so raw. And so like, like the fact that you can actually walk on the rim of a volcano, an active volcano, see the plumes of smoke coming from the inside of the volcano. It's just absolutely bizarre. So yeah, uh, Java is, I think my, Java and Bali are the two places I've been to in Indonesia. Those are one of my favorites. Some one of my favorite places in the world. Nice. Let's um, let's go west, east next time. Okay. If you can if you can yeah. go Lombok. Um, oh yeah, I've been to Lombok as well. Yeah. <laughs> Have you done the volcano? Have you done Rinjani? No, I haven't. I haven't actually. Dude, like, I, start start working out on your squat. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, so we hard. we actually actually we did it a couple of months ago but like because of the earthquakes in the region the whole hiking trail has completely switched and changed <laughs> yeah so um we expected to see like this waterfall we hiked for like maybe like six hours or something bizarre and we got there and there was earth tremors everything was shaking and we couldn't we couldn't wow. move forward so we wasted about maybe like 12 hours of our day just hiking up up and down this mountain <laughs> to no avail like Yeah, so that's that's also one of the joys of just like just going with the flow is that you you never know what. To, sometimes it's just around the corner and it's something that is a light, it's a life changing like photograph. But sometimes you work hard and you hike because you want to do something unique that no one's done before. And then yeah, <laughs> isn't that yeah. most of the time? <laughs> <laughs> that is most of the time. Let's, let's yeah. tell the truth, guys. This is most of the time. You only see the one <laughs> percent. Yeah, that is true. That is true. That's awesome. Um, Sumbawa is a really cool island. Also, if oh, you yeah, ever get get the there. chance, um, there's a lot to explore. No one's been there. Um, yeah, if if we can talk more about it, but I I crossed it twice by bus, and spent also a week on the west part of Sumbawa. Very very cool, interesting because you get the view on Rinjani, but from the other side. So is that the same as Sumba? No, it's not the same as Sumba. Right? It's completely different. Yeah. Yeah, that island is massive, man. Like to to drive through, it's gonna take you eight, ten hours. So wow, wow. It's, uh, it's it's a journey. I I because I was traveling on the cheap, so I went from Bali to uh, Komodo Islands, but by bus. So yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> wow, twenty four. How many years ago was this? Uh, the first time I did it was in two thousand ten, and uh, the second time was two years ago, two thousand eighteen. Oh, okay. Yeah. It hasn't changed. Like that part has not changed. Like, wow. but Bali, man, it's different place. Yes. Gilly, I, I didn't even go back, but Lombok had changed so much, uh, just in the span of like six years. It, it was a new, a new place. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's kind of very impressive. How do you feel when you're, when you're like on 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 an adventure and and you have to balance out between 
your sponsors or like the business side and and your personal yeah. creative how do you how do you balance that out do you do both at the same time when you travel or are you yeah. like just one direction um i i i like to like like force myself to do both because um just from experience over the posting like sponsor posts over the last two three four years i found mm -hmm. that the sponsor posts that perform the best are the ones that seem genuine and the ones that you would want to share you know mm -hmm. so so what i've started doing is like creating like mood boards i use the same creative direction from my posts as i use for sponsor posts so that when the time eventually comes i i'm excited to share those sponsor posts for example that uh, that iceland image of me in the in the all white was a sponsored post for like a cologne mm -hmm. company uh, and nice. uh, i was very happy to share it because I, i felt like it was accurately representing my creative journey at the time and the audience is very happy as well to take that to take the uh, sponsor post in because they feel like it, it's like I, we can see that you worked hard to try and make this different, you know, versus so, uh, <laughs> yeah, just the regular. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So here's I, I try, a product. I try and I try and do both at the same time and use the cr same creative like limitations and the same creative like stringency, like to keep the quality as high as I can hmm. so that uh, the audience continues to support what I do because it's very, People, people like to support people that they see are working hard and trying to yeah. create something that they can benefit from. So, true, true, true. I, and you, like you inspire everyone at yeah. the same time, you know. And that's, you. that's awesome. Do you have, an, what would you say or what kind of advice would you give to someone who's just like finishing high school nowadays? Okay, yeah. So, yeah, this question I get asked a lot is, um, I want to go into photography, but I don't know if I should do college. Mm -hmm. uh, I'd say if you have the opportunity to, work hard and get some scholarships or to get funding from family, you should most definitely 100% do university. Why? Interesting. Yes. If, that's, if, you can, if you can do it on the cheap, if you can do it from funding from family members, if you have like scholarships or if you have like some funds that you've, you've procured from like, you know, friends who are willing to donate or that kind of stuff, you should definitely do it um, university because university, like further education is like something that is incredibly valuable. That'll help you set yourself apart from other people. You know, for some reason, um, even though I feel like I've gained a lot of my skills as by working in the field, I, I, there's no doubt that it's helped my creative flow to have studied architecture and to understand like composition and that kind of thing. Um, you know, so if you if you if you if you're if you're on the fence and you can do it for free, you should most definitely go to university. However, if you can't get it for free or if you, if it's tough for you to get the funding then because we live in a day and age where uh, people can build audiences and monetize these audiences, uh, mm -hmm. you, should, you, can, you should definitely try and do it by yourself. So, um, And then another piece of advice, I think this is also equally as important as the uh, first little tidbit that I said is to shoot and then you shoot again and then you shoot some more and then you shoot tomorrow and you shoot the day after and shoot and shoot and shoot, shoot everything, shoot, the, shoot up, shoot down, shoot left, shoot right and shoot as frequently as you can shoot. Because the more you shoot, the more you develop your style, the more you get better, the more you set yourself apart from the average Joe. And that, the more you develop your skills and make yourself more valuable in the community, the more, you know, cl prospective clients want to invest in you, the more they see their value in you. Uh, I think that that was the reason why I was able to, you know, grow my audience and to grow my skill set was because I was so adamant about driving however hours away from home to this like mountain just to shoot just for like two, three photos of the weekend. 
and shoot and shoot some more and shoot again and uh, and then edit as much as you're shooting so you shoot you edit and just make sure that you're doing the best that you can to keep pumping out as much content because the more you pump out the more the more you get better at what you do the more you develop your skills and then the more prospective clients want to invest in you yeah. makes sense that's, and then that's it, gold yeah and if you if you eventually at the end of your university career your education you find out that uh you're making enough money to like transition to the, your own creative field then that's how you can take what you've learned from university and make it fully pump it into photography and into mm -hmm. into having this online business and that's that's i think it's the most ideal to have the best of the both worlds because if something changes and you have a you have a fallback you have something that you can fall back as you progress through your life because you've been able to get this further education and then uh because you you set yourself apart you also for example whenever i speak to clients and i say oh i have a master's in architecture everyone is always like oh wow that it shows that i have like the tenacity to go through school for six years and procure mm -hmm. this master's and procure this you know it shows that i have the drive to complete something i think it's it helps sets people apart so that's interesting what, i know what's it's the one skill you would you would say has helped you the most that you learn in university um I'd say just just having the the proportion eye. Like a, a lot of my my photographs are very heavily dependent on like um, composition and proportions. Mm -hmm. Like knowing how, for example, I'm very knowledgeable on how like the golden ratio works and how like the rule of thirds applies to like building aesthetics and just mm -hmm. how things look to an eye and how things look aesthetic. So it helps me to frame my photographs very very well. That's that. That's what I think was the most valuable lesson. It happened in like the first two, three years of of uh, architecture school. Is like the basic proportions and the rules of like, you know, proportioning imagery and proportioning how your building is is brought together. I think that's what's really helped me. Because so I know that if if like compositional rules, if things land on the third line, they just mm -hmm. seem more or more aesthetic to the eye. Or if they appear in the middle of the composition, it's easy to draw your eye to the to the subject of the, to the photograph. Mm -hmm. I think that's what's, that's what's been the most valuable for me. Yeah, that's definitely something that shows in your work. It's very, I mean, it's, it's very aesthetic and it's very easy to read on your images, which is, uh, which is awesome. Um, Carl, I want to be mindful with your time. What would, you, what would you leave people with in this like weird time? Uh, yeah. What would you say, yeah. like, think about maybe for the next one day or two months who knows yeah. <laughs> or three i just want people to know that uh, they should be prepared to wait wait this out as as long as they as, as we possibly can because as much as going out to photograph is very fun mm -hmm. i don't think it's as valuable as as grandma's life or as you know your buddy who's immunocompromised it's not as valuable as their life so you should be prepared to stay as home for as long as possible however that doesn't mean that we should not be creative in this time mm -hmm. i think um get get a get a tripod get a remote trigger get, get something i think this is a very good example i forget her name she's a she's a landscape photographer her name is uh let's see if i can pull it erin outdoors mm. i don't know if you've I've seen her work she's been I making, saw her on tiktok today yeah beautiful miniature photographs in her house just keeping her creative juices flowing by by creating like beautiful landscapes with like piles of pancakes and like mounds of flour as like the desert and that kind of thing. It's possible for us to make beautiful photographs from our homes. Mm -hmm. So I think we should try and challenge ourselves to keep creating those photographs so that when this, all this is over, we can 
burst, burst back into the world with our creative juices fully charged and be able to dive right into creating as we usually do. So that's, that's awesome. I think that's a really good, uh, yeah, it's something to think about. It's like, you don't need the external world to create yeah. something yeah. beautiful. You, yeah. it's also within, I mean, yeah. within you in a way. Yeah. Yeah. It might not be as, as obviously it's not, it's not going to be the same. Like shooting in your living room is not going to be the same as summiting a mountain, but there's no doubt that it would, it would continue to like charge your mind and like charge your creative juices, which I think is very valuable to keep charged in this, in this very, very weird time. <laughs> it's in a way it's like, it's like, you want to, you want to come out sharper yeah. than you entered. Otherwise, if you want to come out on top or just yeah. like be super sharp and like be on top of your game, yeah, don't like slouch and, and rest on your like laurels. 20, yeah. 24 yeah. months of Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But at this, at the same time, speaking from personal experience, Uh, we all we all have those down days. So as much yeah, as you want to yeah. hustle and get get like banging and get that good stuff out and get the content out, um, give yourself the opportunity to fail and to make mistakes and to like to to slack a little bit because everyone is imperfect as well. Everyone is also going through this tough time where they mm -hmm. feel like the world is ending and it's the Corona conflicts and they no one nothing to do, no one nothing to do. So give yourself the opportunity to fail as well as try to pick yourself up and like keep going as well yeah, yeah it's about the the, ba the balance. balance balancing out yeah and and like averaging it on all the days <laughs> if you're averaging netflix versus creativity <laughs> that's true that's true <laughs> there's something to balance yeah. that's awesome carl thank you so much for taking your time where should people find you do you want do you want them to look at a specific piece of content yeah um yes i have i have a a YouTube video of me trying to create some very atmospheric cinematic uh, photographs in my house. Mm -hmm. um, I'll, I'll link it below. I'll, I'll send you the link so you can link it below. It's been just to see, give people an idea of the kind of stuff that I'm trying to make here at home. It's, I think that's, that's the best way for people to give people like motivation. And, Man, yes, maybe I can make some dope stuff here at home as well. Nice. But that was, that was very interesting. So I'll link that to you as well. And then you can find me on Instagram at Carl underscore Shakur and on YouTube at Kaushikar. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It was, it was a pleasure chatting with you, man. Thanks, uh, Carl. Yeah. Thank you so much. Wow, guys, I hope you have enjoyed that episode. We recorded that podcast months ago and it feels like lifetime has spanned already. Like so many things have changed and I think this discussion is even more relevant now than back then. So I hope this has been helpful. I hope you will go follow Carl. And remember, if you like the podcast, share it with everyone around you. Share it in your Instagram stories and leave it a five-star rating. I'm counting on you. Can't wait to hear what you thought of that episode. I'll see you in the next one. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. Before you go, would you like to receive once a week a free short email with my top five inspirations, photos with settings, gear I've loved, and what I've been watching, reading, or listening to that really inspired my work and my life lately. If you want it, just go to pierretilambert.com forward slash top five and you will be in. Every week you will receive that short email to set you off on the good vibe for the weekend and inspire you. Now with that being said, have an amazing day. I'll talk to you in the next episode. Bye.